It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, brother. You ready for this? Yes, sir. It is, of course, baseball, basketball talk. Another good day. Yes, all balls. (laughs) All right. Heart and rubber. (laughs) Here we go. Now, we're going to start off with the Major League Baseball records this past week, going from the bottom to the top. Starting the American League, the Orioles went 2-4, Rangers 2-5, Twins 3-3, Royals 4-3, Tigers and Angels both went 2-3, Indians 3-3, Blue Jays 4-3, Mariners 3-3, A's 2-4, Red Sox 4-2, White Sox 4-3, Yankees and Astros 4-2, and and the Rays went 5-0. In the National League, the Diamondbacks went two and five. Pirates four and three. Marlins four and two. Nationals two and four. Cubs and Rockies both went three and three. The Mets went two and four. Phillies and Cardinals both went three and three. Padres went one and four. Reds two and four. Braves two and three. Brewers three and three. And the Dodgers and Giants both went four and two, which obviously will not help the Dodgers in the least bit trying to catch them in the race for the West, which we will discuss in a moment. In the standings as they are sitting currently in the AL East, the Rays are still on top of the division at 82 and 48 with a 631 win percentage. The Yankees are right behind them at 76 and 54 with a 585 win percentage and six games out of first. The Red Sox are 75 and 57 with a 568 win percentage and eight games back. The Blue Jays are 68 and 61 with a 527 win percentage and 13 and a half back. And the Orioles are 40 and 89. 310 percentage and 41 and a half back of the Rays. In the Central Division, the American League, the White Sox lead that division still at 76 and 56 with a 576 win percentage. The Indians are still trading at 500 at 64 and 64 and 10 games back. The Tigers are 62 and 70 with a 471 percentage and 14 back. 
The Royals are 59 and 71 with a 4.54 win percentage and 16 back, and the Twins are 58 and 73 with a 4.43 win percentage and 17 and a half back. Out west in the American League, the Astros are still leading the division at 77-53, a 5.92 win percentage. The A's are 72 and 59 with a 5.50 win percentage and five and a half back. The Mariners are 70 and 61 with a 5.34 win percentage and seven and a half back. The Angels are 64 and 67. Three games under 500 at 489 win percentage with 13 and a half back. And the Rangers are 40 games below 500 at 45 and 85, a 346 win percentage and 32 games back. Yeah, let's not forget the Mariners, bro. <laughs> you didn't say the Mariners. That said they were 70 and 61 with a 534 win percentage and seven and a half back. There you go. In the NL East, the Braves are 70 and 59 with a 543 win percentage. Phillies are 64 and 60, or 66 and 64. Sorry, I said that backwards. A 508 win percentage and four and a half back. The Mets are 63 and 67, a 485 win percentage, seven and a half back. The Nationals are 55 and 74 with a 426 win percentage and 15 back. And the Marlins are 55 and 76, a 420 win percentage and 16 games back. I wish I could have made up that win percentage. Come on, Mets. What's wrong with you guys? <clears throat> Who's doing so well? And they're falling off a cliff. Dang it, come on, guys. Because they free. Come on, Mets. Let's free go, Mets. Right? We got to like one New York team, and I'd rather like the Mets. In the National League uh, Central Division, the Brewers still lead that division at 79 and 52 with a 603 percentage. The Reds are slowly climbing back into this race at 71 and 61 with a 538 win percentage and eight and a half back, but it might be too little too late for the Reds. The Cardinals are are uh, three games above 500 at 66 and 63 with a 512 win percentage, 12 game back. The Cardinals have really made me look bad in my predictions of the divisions earlier this year. The Cubs are 57 and 75 with a 432 win percentage and 22 and a half back, and the Pirates are. What did the Cubs do for me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Pirates are 48 and 83 with a 366 win percentage and 31 games back. Out west in the National League, the Giants are still leading the division at 84 46 and a 646 win percentage. The Dodgers are 82 and 49 with a 626 win percentage, two and a half back. The Padres are 69 and 62, seven games above 500, a 527 win percentage, 15 and a half back. The Rockies are 10 games under 500 at 60 and 10. Or I'm sorry, 60 and 70, and a 462 win percentage and 24 games back. And the Diamondbacks are 44 games under 500 at 44 and 88 with a 333 win percentage and 41 games back. Yikes! Still not as bad as 49 games under 500 like the Orioles are. Yeah. Needless to say, that doesn't look good for them. So let's talk some news, shall we? Let's do it, brother. Yes, sir. First up, the Cleveland Indians were dealt a major blow to their playoff hopes last week when they got a they got word that catcher Wilson Ramos would be out for the rest of the year with a torn ACL and MCL. The injury occurred while fielding a weak ground ball in front of home plate and went to make the throw to second base and his knee would buckle. That uh, <clears throat> that would happen in Cleveland's uh, win Sunday over the Red Sox. The Indians currently trail the Red Sox for second for the second wild card spot. By uh, nine games, but this injury to Ramos could be detrimental not just to their batting lineup, but for their rotation as well. As most catchers usually catch each starter or starting pitcher, and also most of the rotate, uh, the most of the bullpen as well. Cooper, your thoughts on the devastating injury the Indians were just dealt? 
Yeah, man, this is not good. Not good for them. And uh, let's pray for a speedy recovery. And mm-hmm. I mean, I know the season's over, but it is what it is, dude. You got to keep going. Yeah, and unless he comes, and unless he's able to bounce back, he's going to be missing most of next year um, when Cleveland becomes, you know, the Guardians, as we all know. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens catcher-wise for them. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to make a move this offseason to get a catcher that can help keep some um, balance um, for their pitching staff. Oh, yeah. Um, while Ramos is out for a good portion of next year as well. I mean, if he recovers early, the early time frame, it's usually nine months for um, an ACL. So that would put him in May of next year. So that's still missing all of spring training, all of April, and most of May, too. So he probably won't be back almost until June unless something a miracle happens in his recovery. It's going to be hard for the Cleveland, though, this year. This is basically might be the final nail in their coffin. I mean... They still have a chance. What are we? They're ten games out of first in the Central Division. I mean, teams can go on slumps. We never know with the White Sox if they can just if they can tread water. They might be able to catch the White Sox. You never know. You never know, man. Because uh, that seemed to me that might be more likely because than the Red Sox because the way Sales been back and pitching for them, I think they got a lot of momentum and they'll probably get that number two wild card spot if not pass surpass the Yankees for the number one spot in the wild card. I don't think anybody's catching the Rays though. That that team yeah. is on fire out there, uh, out here actually, down here in Tampa. It's crazy. All right, the Pittsburgh Pirates have fired hitting coach Rick Eckstein after the team has been abysmal this season. Though one could argue that the they cannot solely blame um, put the blame on the hitting coach. The problem seems to be, or this problem seems to be, more of a front office and possibly an ownership issue. The Pirates do well in the farm system and bring up good and talented players. But they either cannot manage get the right manager, or they fire or they fire sell their top quality players and reboot too often. At least when the Miami Marlins have done this, they have World Series titles to show for their management. At one point, at one point, does the ownership look at itself and the front office in Pittsburgh? Cooper, your thoughts on this once historic franchise just kind of not being uh, Pittsburgh hasn't been hasn't been <coughs> much of anything for a while, dude. Yeah. Um, it's it's really sad to see, and you know it's uh, oh man, Oof. it's bad because it's one of those historical franchises. It's yeah. not like they're just recent; they haven't been just around like twenty years, thirty years, forty years. Yeah. They've been around almost since ba- pretty much since baseball since started. Baseball started, yeah. They're one of those long enduring. I mean, it's funny. I read it's an article last week. I think it was. I was just goofing around leading stuff. And talking about um, amazing feats or facts of baseball, the Pittsburgh Pirates have been around longer than the city of Pittsburgh has had the H at the end of their name. That tells you how long they've been around as a, as a franchise. Um, and it just it's disappointing to see that a once a sort franchise ran like a... I get it. Pittsburgh's not the biggest of markets, but it's still a good quality market. That you should be able to field a team that at least challenges for division titles fairly often and can occasionally catch enough fire in October to make a run at a World Series title. Yeah, man. I I don't get it either. Um, They've been dealing with a lot of front office issues for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And we've seen a lot of good players come out of Pittsburgh and go elsewhere Mm -hmm. and do amazing things. 
It's where it's crazy, man. It's crap. Yeah. You can't blame one dude when you guys have been dealing with the same problem for how many years? All right. Exactly. Um, Basically, you're you're being treated like everybody else's farm system. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous. All right. The San Diego Padres are starting to fade out west. The uh, Padres were a team that was hailed as a as one that could overthrow the Dodgers in the NL West. But after failing to land Trey Turner and Max Scherzer at the trade deadline, when the Dodgers poached them, the uh, the Padres' win seemed to have been left has seemed to left their sails. They are nine and fifteen since the deadline and are just seven games above five hundred. And as we stated, are now fifteen games behind the Giants in the division. They are only a game and a half out of the second wild card spot behind the Cincinnati Reds. So it's not all doom and gloom, but man, the Padres have not looked good since the trade deadline, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, sometimes that's how it happens. You you lose a couple of your key players, and, mm-hmm. and and it changes the whole dynamic of the of the locker room. And it, it sucks to see this going on, but uh, it's good for the Dodgers. Yeah, it's always good for it's the Dodgers. It's good for the Dodgers. Now if we can just get some good for the Dodgers and catch the Giants, damn. <laughs> yeah, right. Just we want to be the to top out on the West. What you talking about? <laughs> I know. We want that another division title. we got a lot of division titles lately. Let's. I want to keep that streak going. All right. All right. The modern-day Babe Ruth, Shohei Otani, made some more history this weekend as he became the first Anaheim Angel to become a member of the 40-20 club. That would be 40 home runs and 20 stolen bases. He also becomes the first player in the American League to do so since Curtis Granderson did it for the Yankees in 2011. The question will be whether he has a real chance at the 40-40 club. He still has a chance for the 30-30 and the 40-30 club with needing just 10 more steals to reach those milestones. Cooper, what do you think? Modern-day Babe Ruth is also going to be a speed demon on the bases and swipe some bags? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, this, this kid is crazy. So it, it's really awesome to see what he's doing and just... It's nuts, man. I mean, it's a once in a lifetime player, dude. And mm-hmm. the fact that we get to see it is like, oh, right. It's amazing to watch, and it's um, just been fantastic. Also, it was funny, and people are gonna be like, "Why are you homering on the Dodgers right now?" Just just because it was the article that I read. They talked about when he was um, graduating high school, um, he was had an opportunity to be signed by the Dodgers. He ended up staying in Japan to play. But they said, where would he have been if the Do- if he had agreed to sign with the Dodgers? Because the Dodgers at the time were only going to exclusively have him be a pitcher, not let him play um, the field and bat. So it's interesting to see how that decision has um, come for him so far in his life. It, it actually seems like it, it <clears throat> favored him. It did. So, I mean. Sucks uh, for us, but yeah. it would have been nice to have him as a pitcher because he's a pretty good pitcher. Oh, yeah. But I can see, but he wanted to be able to bat and, and pitch, and um, he got to do that in, in uh, Japan. And then, of course, the, that was one of his other things, the reason why he didn't, again, sign with the Dodgers when he became available when the Angels got him, because, again, the Dodgers were only going to look to make him a pitcher, where the Angels said, no, we'll let you do what you want, be a hitter, and also pitch. Yeah. And that's obviously working out well for Which him. Which is, is working out well for him. And it, it, it's it's breaking records and showing that, hey, you can be that all-around athlete. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they need to train more people to be like this. Yeah. And they need to take a page out of his book 
and, and, and follow what this kid is doing because he's amazing, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's fun to watch, to say the least. Oh, yeah. All right, so we're going to switch from the diamond to the hardwood. Here we go. The reunion tour for the Los Angeles Lakers continues this offseason. After coming to an agreement of a buyout with the Memphis Grizzlies, Rajon Rondo will sign a one-year, $2.6 million deal with the Lakers. This will become official once Rondo clears waivers. The deal helps give Rondo his total amount of money he would have received if not for the buyout. The buyout was for $4.9 million, and the $2.6 million that he signs with the Lakers brings his money to, for the year to 7.5, which he was expected to make this season. So Cooper, the reunion tour, it's like freaking having the Beals all back. Right? What is going on? I have no idea, brother. This is crazy. Um, oh, I'm so scared to see what this next season brings because I've, I've got a bad feeling the big man's going to do a lot of yelling at that TV because, woof. Ah, there's too many old people on this team. We just keep getting older. Too many bad knees. Come on now. Yeah, I got bad knees. Why do you think I'm not playing basketball other than the fact I'm also short, fat, and white? But that's <laughs> besides the point. <laughs> that's besides the point. It's 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 gonna get it's gonna be scary this next season because, like we said, there's too many old guys, and I don't know. I'm just gonna prepare you guys. Be prepared for rants. Because he will go off anything with it. So, yeah. every week, when it comes to basketball, y'all better watch out. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens with football season, because we know how I can get with football season, too. So Yeah. It's definitely going to be interesting. He's very passionate about about the Lakers and the Rams, so. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of, still kind of worried about my Ducks, so we'll see what happens with that, too. Now how passionate I could possibly get with that. <laughs> Quack. All right, here we go. One more. The Chicago Bulls, Cleveland Cavaliers, and Portland Trailblazers completed a three-team trade last week that saw the Cavaliers receive Laurie Markin, Markinen, uh, the Blazers receiving Larry Nance Jr., and the Bulls receiving Derek Jones Jr., a lottery-protected first-round pick from the Blazers in 2022, and a future second-round pick from the Cavaliers. The Cavs seem to be the winner right off the bat as uh, Markkinen is does have some great talent. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. is very talented and could be beneficial for the Blazers. Derek Jones Jr. still has some developing to do, and the Bulls have a roster that can make up for Jones's shortcomings. However, I doubt that this move for, uh, was a move that Damian Lillard really wanted to see the Blazers do as Larry Nance does not move the needle toward a title contention. And we could still see Lillard potentially push his way out of Portland. Cooper, well, your thoughts? I really do hope that Lillard does push his way out of Portland. I mean, we've, we've seen him so many years carry that team mm -hmm. and, and be such a, a superstar about it, dude. And just, he never complains. Mm -hmm. He goes out there, he does his damn job, and he plays the game of basketball to the best of his ability. And it really sucks to see somebody with his talent not have a team want to build around him. Yeah. So this this right here, I, I don't know what they're doing. It didn't really benefit him. Like you said, the Cavaliers, there you go. The Cavs got more out of it than anybody. So right. Obviously, this I don't think this puts the Cavaliers into, into playoff, even playoff contention. Oh, hell no. There's to say the least. They, they need more than just Laurie yeah. Markin, uh, Markin. But like I said, the 
what beneficial thing for the Blazers is Larry Nance Jr. is a really good 3 and D guy, though he still needs to work on his three-point skills a little bit. He's not consistent from beyond the arc as you'd want him to be, but he can play the perimeter on the defense very well. He can guard guards. He can guard forwards. He can put a body on somebody. But, you know, the problem is, like I said, it's not going to be enough to move the Blazers from playoff guys to potential um, title contenders. And that's going to be what Lillard wants. And he's just not that. Nance is not that type of player, which is one of the reasons why this is now his third NBA team. And so I just, it's going to be hard work. The Bulls, I think a lot of the Bulls' moves in the offseason help them probably push their way into the playoffs they're probably still not in contention mode but at least now they can say hey we're making an effort and now people are going to see that and maybe want to join chicago depending on how the roster shapes out yeah. next offseason yeah man uh because really chicago it doesn't matter that they're not really a, a team right now their market, as far as everything they've done back in the 90s on up with, with you know, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. I mean, they could market that where they could be bringing people over and go, okay, you're going to be the next MJ. You're going to be, the, you know what I mean? Yeah. They need, they Chicago needs a, a good basketball team again. Yeah, just a good quality basketball I mean, team would be helpful. I mean, it, it'd be nice. It so. would be, you know. Unfortunately, they're... Uh, their next MJ ended up having really bad knee problems, and now he's a a decent point guard in New York for the Knicks. So yeah. Unfortunately, Derrick Rose um, <laughs> sailed too close to the sun and got burnt, unfortunately. Which was sad because he was very talented. Oh, yeah. Uh, to say the least. Um, so, yeah, it's I've, I think Lillard, it would be best if he starts looking elsewhere. Uh, I'd, of course, I would... I'm not going to lie, I would love him to Lake. I don't think he's going to come to the Lakers anyways. We don't have the capability of getting him. Because if we're going to get Lillard, we not only have to give up like half the team, but we don't even have the draft capital to give up to get him. Um, whereas I think he would be better off going somewhere where there's some already some established talent and and not have to carry the team so much. Yeah. I think a good spot for him, honestly, if they can work it out, but they still need some other talent to develop, would actually probably be with the Wizards, for one, because you got Bradley Beal, or down in New Orleans, where they do have good young talent he can help grow. This is very true. Yeah. So. Those are the two places I could see happening. Of course, there was the rumors a while back that the Warriors might take a run at him. and I'm, I'm, Can you imagine that backcourt? That would be awesome. Lillard, man. Curry, and Clay. That, yeah. Can yeah. you? What? Yeah, dude. What? Yeah. What? That's just crazy. We're yeah. talking about a trio of Splash Brothers. That's just messed up. Beautiful game to watch. I would probably watch any game that they put on TV. Well, nobody would ever be able to catch them, dude. I might have to actually purchase League Pass I if they mean, get them, I mean, just so I can watch all their games. <laughs> right? That just, score would run up so damn quick. You wouldn't even know what to do. I mean, come on. I'd hate to be the opposing team. I know. I'd feel bad for my Lakers. <laughs> I'm like, how do we stop that? Who guards every anybody on yeah. that team? Oh, my goodness. That would be unbelievable. It would be fun to watch. 
Also, I forgot to th- think of another good team for him to go to if he wants title contention that would work, make sense, is Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they need to get rid of Ben Simmons. And so if he could go to Philadelphia, that would give them an actually good, talented point guard in Philly with a good roster that they might be able to pull something off. Just saying. So there is options for him. It's not like, you know, he doesn't have options. He's basically just going to have to get to that point where he's like, I've done everything I can for you. You don't seem to want to do everything you can for me. And here's where I want to go. And you either get me here or we have a problem. And that's what basically was going to have to do at some point. And I think Portland would be happy to oblige. And I hate to say that because, you know, it is Portland and it's our old home state and all that. And and they are our only professional team, but, but at the you same and time, I both have never ever really, really cared for Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, it, it, they have always been kind of mediocre compared to the rest of the league. And mm-hmm. I don't really care for it. I've always thought they were kind of thugs. So. Yeah. Plus, you can't be making stupid decisions like Sam Bowie over Jordan. Or Greg Oden over Kevin Durant. Would you do stupid shit like that? You are just asking to not be anything but a mediocre bottom to mid-level playoff team. Yeah. Forever. Because you... We won't go there. That's going to be a whole other rant that I just don't want to go on. Because it's not even my team. But I just feel bad because, you know, the fans of Portland yeah, it deserved. Sucks. It sucks because people on Oregon do deserve that professional team. Yeah. And, so, you know, they deserve it. it's pretty bad when the Ducks could probably beat them. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true, because we're, we're putting together a pretty decent basketball team this year. Yeah, can we just make them be, you know, <laughs> professionals? Close enough. They can be their placements for the night. <laughs> All right. We might actually, <laughs> they might actually make a run in the playoffs. Anyways, before we get ourselves into too much trouble. So that will do it for us. Well, of course, we'll be back uh, not tomorrow night. We're going to be back Wednesday night. We're trying to get this next weekend to be back on a normal schedule for everything. So hopefully that will happen. <laughs> Nothing weird happens and we can keep it that way. So that way we're back on a normal schedule and get things normalized a little bit. Um, it's looking like we're going to go ahead and split wrestling talk into two. Um, we sorry for anybody who was listening to worldwide, but unfortunately it's just not really there for us. Yeah. We gave it a try. We gave it a fair try. Yeah. We gave it the old college try, but it just wasn't for us. Um, we're just going to stick with what we know, um, which is football, baseball, basketball, wrestling. And some NASCAR, because, you know, it's kind of fun talking NASCAR. Heck yeah, dude. I want to go some races. Yeah, I'd love to go to Daytona. we got to uh, hook, up, uh, hook up with Miss Wendy. She seems to be going to everything races all the time. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, so we'll pr- about like that. So we'll keep NASCAR um, even when NASCAR season ends. Of course, NASCAR season ends just after football season really is kind of getting into the thick of it anyways. So we'll have college, NFL making up for the fact that we won't have NASCAR at anyways in November. So that's going to be fine. Um, So that'll be no problem whatsoever. And then, uh, you know, 
we'll just stick with what we know. AEW will get its own night. It will probably take over the Thursday night. And then we'll just run the previous Rampage and Dynamite that week. And then Saturday Wrestling Talk Part 2 will be WWE. We'll probably just go ahead and stop calling them Wrestling Talks. We'll call it AEW Talk and WWE Talk. Yes, baby. I like this. And then, uh, of course, Baseball Basketball Talk will continue on because by the time baseball season ends, basketball will be getting ready to kick off, so we'll be all right. Yeah, man, we need to find some, some games to go to, some stuff, some stuff to get into yep. so we can broaden our horizons with our podcasts. Yeah. So, to get back on a normal track, um, because we have to push wrestling uh, football talk to Wednesday night, AEW's first official night will be next Thursday, not this Thursday. So the next following Thursday will be our first official AEW talk. We'll probably try to, we'll try to split it as evenly as we can. Wrestling talk this Saturday to make it as evenly as possible before we go ahead and split them starting next Thursday. Because obviously we don't want to do back to back, and it would be a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be. A yeah, nightmare. it would be. Um, that's a lot of wrestling to talk, and our wrestling talks we we kind of. Go on tangents for a while, so... Yeah, yeah which it's... is really weird for me because I'm not the wrestling fan that he is, but I still get into some weird tangents. He, he, he's a bigger wrestling fan than he leads on. He just... That is true, but at the same does, time, I'm not the level you are. He care for the way it is anymore. He wishes... That's true. ...things were different, and so do I. Mm-hmm. And... That's what know, we're going to talk about, the one that's different. That's why we keep... We keep pushing AEW so much because we yep. really enjoy what's going on over there. We so. do. And interesting things that have been happening um, on uh, Instagram with Tessa Blanchard. But, oh, yes. But that wasn't naughty. Well, technically it was technically naughty. Technically it was naughty, but it wasn't naughty. But it was supposed to be kind of a hint, we believe, at what she's intending, but at the same time could be also a ploy so we'll see actually what's going on because we haven't heard from her since she's been fired from the impact it's going to be interesting if she ended up in AEW and how that's going to work with impact right well it might work out considering they both are working together yeah but at the same time is it going to be an awkward position to have your uh, partnership with a person who forced her way basically out of one company no, I think it'd make for good good TV. Man, there's that too. I but mean, anyways. especially if she became the AEW Women's Champion and tried to go after the Impact, Impact Women's, Women's Champion. Right. I like this idea. Right. But then again, she also could be making her way over to NXT at any point. So we'll see what happens with it. But I, either way, Tessa Blanchard, we, I am so glad you're coming back to wrestling because I know I missed you. He's missed you a lot. Shut up. Just because I met the lady and I couldn't spit out two words, don't be left. Okay. Yeah, I guess it does. Yes, it does. Anyways. <laughs> so that's basically the scheduling moving forward. Football talk Wednesday. Wrestling talk on Saturday. Sunday back to normal with baseball basketball talk. Tuesday next week is football NASCAR talk. Well, and football NASCAR talk was this week too. On Wednesday, not just football talk. Anyways. And then on Thursday, AEW Talk premieres. 
And then WWE Talk premieres the following Saturday. Yes. Whew, that's a lot to cover. A little tired. <laughs> all right. I think we're done, brother. I think so. We managed to make this a 30-minute episode after all that. Anyways, so that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Instagram also at Cooper big, underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at SportsTalk.Cooper.BigMan. Or you can email us at SportsTalkWit.com. Cooper in Big Man, that's Sports Talk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.